It's Shekilola Salami. It's the Shekilola Salami show. It's a podcast show set in a virtual cafe. I was real. I just realized the other day that most of the times when I, you know, do this introduction, I actually never say. I don't routinely say what else that I do. Until um, someone would say to me, "Oh yes, Shekilola, what else do you do?" So I'm an author. I'm a blogger, and I'm a freelance. Um, writer you know so when i'm not doing my podcasting you know i do a lot of blogging and taking away all the craziness um in my head um so yeah so that's kind of about it um for me um last week i did mention you know that my daughter she had her tonsils taken out um so this week she's back at nursery and you know touch wood you know she's been she's been all right um so I've just, you know, today I'm just using it as a breath of fresh air to be like, one week, you know, where she was off, you know, she was at home and I didn't really get a chance to do anything. So now it's kind of like, yes, fabulous. Um, but yeah, so now it's my time to go back to podcasting. You know, I really do like talking. So anyways, who have I got here in the virtual cafe with me? I think I'm due to have some hot chocolate now. I'm feeling quite thirsty. So who's here with me? <laughs> my name is uh, Dewanis Johnson. Uh, I'm an African-American urban fiction writer. Um, I do a lot of community service work. Uh, I've just recently published a book called uh, Cry Baby Cry or Not Independent Publishing from Royal Royal Publishing. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's fine. How are you? What would you like to drink? What would, when you go to a cafe, what do you normally take? Well, I, I usually, uh, I usually try to get me a, a latte or, you know, today I'm feeling like a, Maybe just give me a, a bold blend with uh, two coffee. I mean, two shrink, two sugars and a cream. That'll be. What that'll did you be call it? A bold blend, something Wait. strong. Oh right. A okay. strong coffee. Right. Okay, that's fine. I've learned something new today, Ben. Um, okay. okay. And then you said two sugars. Two sugars and one cream, please. Thank okay, you. fabulous. Well, it is a virtual cafe. I always like to think of my cafe as being very Star Trekky. You can get anything you want if you imagine it. So the cafe will get you anything. Okay, so tell me, whilst that is getting, you know, that's being sorted, tell me a bit about yourself. What else do you do? I mean, I know you said you work with um, youth, so just tell me a bit more about yourself. Well, I actually work with uh, adults too. I actually uh, go to prisons and uh, talk to uh, adults about uh, their re-entry into society. Uh, I was myself incarcerated a number of years and uh, I know how it feels to uh, not have anyone to be that example that strong example to uh, look towards when you come out of those those gates so uh, me and my wife have formed a uh, nonprofit organization uh, HACC LLC this organization actually caters to uh, at-risk youth and on the side I do my uh, prison uh, visits Right. That's quite interesting. So what motivated you or what inspired you? I mean, I know you've said that, you know, but when you came out, did you just think, you know what, I didn't have this type of support. And so, you know, I want to make sure that no one else goes through that. Was that what your thinking process was like? Well, actually, you know, I didn't, I didn't choose the path. I, uh, God sent me a young man that was, uh, was looking for someone to come inside of the prisons to talk about the situations that happen after okay. you, uh, enter into society again. So, oh. I, you know, you know, it was just a, it was the path was chosen for me. I, you know, I didn't. That wasn't part of my reentry program, if you will. 
Oh, okay. So how did you connect with the young man? Uh, he was at a masjid that I was at. And uh, I saw him come in and he had on the prison uniform. He was fresh from prison and I could relate to that uniform. Ah. So when I saw him, I knew he was coming from some type of institution and he was coming for help. Okay. Oh, fabulous. Well, well done, you know, for sort of helping, you know, for helping out. So talk me through, you know, your book. When did you, when did you get that done? Well, the book was published in 2014, actually. But along the way, me and my wife opened a daycare center, you know, and I, I'm the guy that goes in and fixes everything and, you know, uh, put the money behind it. And I started doing the prison ministry thing. So I kind of uh, fell back from the book writing and the marketing scheme of the uh, publishing game. So now everything is, you know, moving kind of smoothly and I have a little free time. I've been, uh, I am a, a electrician apprentice. So, you know, by being cold now, work has kind of died down and I've had a little free time to uh, write what I love to do. <clears throat> Sorry, so what's your book called? My book is called Cry Baby Cry or Not. Okay, and what is it about? It's about a 12 year old girl in Chicago. Uh, her mom is, deaf and mute and she's so upset about her situation about her curse she calls it that she pours unimaginable hate into her daughter you know oh, like yeah. don't yeah she don't let her listen to the television with the music loud she don't let her go outside you know one day the little girl she just gets fed up and runs away and when she runs away her mom kills herself oh, dear. so now she's in the streets of chicago she don't know anything about drugs or gangs prostitution so everything that she falls into is by trial and error everything she learns so that's hence the name of the book cry baby cry not are you going to succumb to your surroundings or are you going to rise above the ashes and be who you're supposed to be right that sounds very interesting and you say you published this in 2014 yes did yes. you self-publish or did you go with a publisher yes, I, I self i self-published my the name of my publishing company is uh Royal Roar Publishing. Right. Okay. Your book sounds really interesting. Um, so what was your thinking process when you did that? And ha since 2014, have you written any other books? Yes, I've actually written five books, but I, I, I haven't had any time to publish only that one. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. So uh, the, the book, the book, everyone that reads the book, they're waiting on a sequel. I was going to drop the first book I actually written was, which is, uh, would you die? Would you kill for me? But you know, everybody wants that sequel all cried out and that's what I'm working on now. Right. So, okay. That sounds very interesting. So what did you learn from self-publishing your first book and how would that affect how you're going to publish your next book? Like, you know, what have you learned, you know, in, in the time in between? Well, the first, the main thing that I've learned is marketing. You know, people, people are kind of antsy, you know, they're kind of, uh, you know, uh, they doubtful about new artists. You know, they're doubtful if I'm going to waste my money on this book, is this book going to really be good? So the first thing I've learned is marketing. And sometimes you have to give your, 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 your product away in order to people, for people to appreciate how good it is. Yeah. So, so now I'm, I'm 
marketing, 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 getting in front of people, letting them see my, my, my work, letting them see how descriptive I write, you know, let them see how entertaining I can make a story and, and, you know, try to build my brand. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that makes, you know, quite, you know, quite a lot of, um, a lot of sense. Um, but what are these things that you learned about marketing? Because I, even though, you know, my first book, I published it late 2015, you know, I was completely clueless. I always think of myself as an accidental author. I never sort of sat down and go, went, oh, you know what, I want to become an author. You know, it just sort of one thing led to another and, you know, another, and I just, you know, ended up with a book. So I'm hoping that I will learn something from, you know, you've got, you know, you've got a bit of time ahead of me. What, you know, what sort of things did you learn in marketing? Well, the first thing you have to do is you have to get those reviews up. You have to get people saying how good your book is. Uh, you know, people feel comfortable when they're a part of something that's been proven. Yeah. So if you've been proven, you know, if you have 100 reviews, 150 reviews on Amazon, it wouldn't be as hard to get someone to purchase your product. Then you have to make sure that people see you. You have to get into the, the go to the, the book expos and have the book signings. You know, that, that gives you a sense of uh, people can touch you. You know, you don't want to seem like you're too above the, the, the people. You know, you don't want to seem like you're, 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 you're that thing. You know, you want to seem more uh, down to earth. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, it's 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 a full time job, you know. It's it's. I wake up, I do my blog, and I get to market. And I'm 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 constantly on something, looking somewhere I can, I can shake some hands and, you know, probably share a story or two with someone, to uh, get me out there. Okay, I'm quite curious though. So now imagine, right? So I always say this, and I feel like people who listen to this show all the time they get tired of me saying this, right? So when I first published my book on Amazon, right? I was there just thinking, woohoo, you know, it's there now. And Amazon will just sort of send all these people, their millions of customers, an email with my book, you know, there's a new book by Shekelala Salami, go and buy a copy. And I was just thinking that within one hour, I would see like, you know, 1,000 sales. I was completely clueless, right? And then it was, it was quite a humbling experience. You know, right. I was there, I was like, why is no one doing anything? You know, why, why, why is it still zero? Like, why, why would people not want to buy it, right? And then that was when I got my, I had to reformat my brain cells to think, well, nobody knows you about your book. Amazon doesn't care about your book. So, you know, you've got to go and do something about it, right? So now you've said, you know, um, reviews are important, right? So now I'm sitting there completely. So I'm back in time, right? We've gone back to the past, right? So I'm sitting in front of my computer, my laptop thinking, why is no one, you know, buying my book? Why is no one doing anything, Right. So right, how would right. I then have gone on to get book reviews? What would, you know, what would you say? Well, there is a, a number of uh, sites that I've signed up for. Excuse me. Uh, one was in a particular was a uh, online book reviews. Okay. They have, they, they have a nice uh, promotion going where they uh, offer you a uh, hundred reviews and a hundred uh, bookshelf uh, entries. So uh, they and their their honest reviews, you know, they they stipulate that look, we, we're not gonna say your book is good, and if it's not good, you know, you can take this review down. Okay. So that's that's a good uh, place. Out, Goodreads is great. That's where I uh, blog from every day. Uh, 
there there there's a lot of uh genres within that that site mm. um and and actually reaching out to people you know okay. sometimes like i said at the beginning of the podcast sometimes you just have to give your work away to someone that you you know will write a review so uh I went down to uh, the local community colleges. I went down to a couple of high schools and, and gave my book to uh, a couple of counselors, a couple of uh, teachers. You know, uh, my book is so so gritty and, and and uncut that I had to make sure that they were some type of social worker or you know some type of person that deal with the kids that they can you know bring young teenagers or young adults into the conversation because my book is real life. It's, this is this yeah. is things I've seen. This is things that I, I've witnessed. Uh, some, some of it is my imagination, you know, to make a yeah. good story. But yeah, this is this this book here is is no holds bar. Yeah, oh, fabulous! That sounds you know that sounds you know really you know really amazing. So okay, so now we know it. You need to get reviews. So you need to go to this website, book reviewers. Is that what you called it? Uh, online book reviewers, yes. Online book reviews and Goodreads, right? So I yes. know of Goodreads. Um, you know, I've, I well, I eventually learned of Goodreads, and I think Goodreads is amazing. With online book reviewers, at they do you have to pay for the reviews? No, you don't have to pay for the reviews, but you have to pay for the package. How does so that the work? Pack, so you pay up front for the package, and they distribute your ebook, or you can send out physical copies. But you know. Obviously, it would be easier to just send them one ebook and they transfer it how they transfer it. But you you pay up front a fee, and they uh, say within the first month, you know, you'll start to generate those reviews and you'll start to be on uh, reviewers' bookshelves. Right. Okay. Okay, that's fine. And then how do how does their terms sit with um, Amazon though? Because I know that I was reading something somewhere and someone was, you know, sort of talking about, you know, how Amazon doesn't really like people trying to game the system. And I know that I've, and I've done this where I've given, you know, bloggers and where they've had to then put disclaimers. Um, so then how does that work with, um, you know, online book reviewers? Well, all of them, they're registered with Amazon. Okay. You know, so they they are they are in the system with Amazon as reviewers already, so okay. it, you know it, it just falls in line with each other. Right. Okay. So that that sounds good. So we've talked. You know, get reviews. So online book reviewers, Goodreads. So after you get reviews, then you need to be visible, right? You know, you need to. Yes, you have to. You have to get out there. Yes, okay. you have to. You have to get visible. You have to get out there and, and probably pass out some more books. <laughs> you know, right? You, you, because you're not going to get rich off your first book that's that's it's not going to happen especially if you are an unknown author yeah. so you, you're going to have to take the licks you're going to have to take the losses to yeah. get to the next stage okay so how do you get visible online what were your specific strategies you know to get invisible online well one thing that i that i found has uh you know started to work even though i i just started doing it, is blogging okay blogging uh put your name in front of people, you know, and once they see that you write books and then now they're curious of, you know, what kind of books does he write? You know, that was some great advice that he wrote. You know, he, that the, the sentence that I read made a lot of sense, you know, so it gives credibility to your writing and, you know, it, it gives uh, a visual to people that are, are looking for the next, you know, good, best thing that's going. Right. Okay. So blogging, okay, what else? See, I, I feel like I am learning, right? Because, you know, we've got, we've got, we've got it, you know, so get reviews, 
be online, you know, using, um, be visible. So you, one way you right. do that is, um, is by writing on Goodreads, um, the Goodreads blog. What else do you do? Um, right now I'm in the process of doing these book signings, okay. book signings and, and book, uh, expos. Those are, those are great for, uh, well, the book signings are great for the fans, for the readers, yeah. but the expos are good for networking. You know, yeah. you, you have to, you have to get your team together. You have to have your, a nice editor. You have to have your, uh, a book designer. Yeah. Right now I'm working with a young lady, uh, JR media out of Chicago. She's my social media manager. You know, she, I sent her the information where I'm going to be doing and, you know, she puts it on the, the uh, Instagram or Twitter or uh, Facebook, has a, grows a, a, a fan base, you know, every time, you, everybody's always on the in social media. So, you know, that's a great avenue to uh, be visible. Okay. So just tell me a bit more, um, where do you do your book signings? One of the places that comes to mind is like a bookstore or a library. Is that where you do yours or do you do it anywhere else? Well, the bookstores, you can, uh, you can get a bookstore. I mean, you can get a book signing at uh, Barnes and Nobles. You can book a, a local signing there. It's not, it's not that hard to do that. Okay. Uh, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of local bookstores that will be happy to uh, allow you to do a book signing. But the, the thing about a book signing is you have to pre-promote the book signing. You have to a month, month and a half in advance, let them know, hey, I'm, I'll be such and such at this time and make the event uh, kind of uh, sequential, you know, like uh, say, since uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day is coming up, say we're going to wear all green, you know, to support St. Patrick's Day, yeah. you know, come on out, you know, we have a cup of coffee and, and talk about the book. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that was the next thing that I was going to ask, you know, what, what goes on in a book signing? Cause I just know that, okay, at the end you then do, you know, you sign books and you, you know, give people copies, but then what do you do before that? So you, I, you, you said, talk about the book. So in what capacity do you talk about your book? Well, you know, when the, when the, before, when the book signing, before the book signing starts, you want to be there early to, you know, uh, mingle with the, the, the supporters. You know, okay. they, they, they want to talk to you. They want to know what was going through your mind when you had Trina. Uh, she was walking the streets of Chicago in, in the cold and had nowhere to go. What, what, what made you write that? You know, so this is a perfect time to give uh, your opinion and to feed the opinion of, of your, your, your supporters for your next work because that, they, want to, they want to know, okay, what's coming next? Because this was so good. I, you got me on my seats right now. You got me on, sitting on my hands waiting I need you to get to work, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, it's it, the first thing you want to do is mingle, you know, then you have the, the, the talking about your, your next works and then you have the signing, the actual signing, you know, taking pictures and, and uh, being cordial, you know, letting them know that you're a real person, you know, this, that, that's really important. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then when you go to an expo, um how does that work you know so how is that different from going to a book signing well at an expo you have stations everyone has their own station you know you have your your material on your table you have your, your posters and you know i like to wear my uh my, my my sweatshirt that i got my wife bought me it says a uh, future award-winning author you know nice. then, I have my, then i have my hat on that says ask me about my book you know so 
uh, that lets people know that I'm, I'm a writer, you know, then mm-hmm. we, we strike the conversation and you know, they tell me what they do. You know, I've met a lot of people that, you know, are, are part of the publishing game, but are not writers, are actually writers. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's really a very, very good networking tool to be a part of those book expos. Yes, yes. No, that sounds that sounds truly amazing. Um, I've I've actually been to um, one book one book festival. Well, not actually at first. It was like it's called African Writes. Um, this was in London a couple of years ago. You know where all the authors you know who write African fiction or African books. You know they came there, and it was quite a nice learning experience for me. Um, I didn't, I didn't know what to bring. So I go there and I think at, at the time I'd only written two, um, two books. So like my table literally just had, you know, copies, copies of more or less the same book. Um, and then I had other, I was seeing other authors and they had like tens of books. And then there was like a bookseller. He came with lots of different books. So my table was just looking really, really, really empty. And I was like, I was quite embarrassed, right? But then, <laughs> but then something that I did learn though, is that at the day, even though there were only two different books, for some reason, one book sold out more than the other. And I think it was the pictures. And this is one of the things that I learned that, you know, is really good to have well, you know, really good book covers because people still do judge a book by its cover. Um, So the cover that I had, you know, like I had both of them done professionally, but for some reason, my first book did, you know, I literally sold out of that one. But then the second book, which I thought I'd improved as an author, right? Like I thought my writing skills had improved. It didn't sell as well. Whereas I'm thinking if people read that first book, they're going to probably think that I'm I'm a rubbish writer because I didn't think that my first book is as good as my second book, right? And I'm like, so the book that I'm more proud of, no one bought it, right? So it was quite quite a learning experience for me. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean... Yeah, th- those graphics, those graphics are important. You're definitely right. People do judge a book by its cover. You know, you can, the, the content of the book can be absolutely garbage. But if you have a great cover, they will give it a shot. Yes. That's, that, that was what I learned from that, you know, because it's like, you know, people look at it, they're not going to spend time, you know, trying to read, you know, what's the synopsis. They're not going to go on Amazon and they're not going to go on Google to try and figure out what other people, you know, are saying. They're just going to look at it. Oh, it looks good. I'm here now. I've got the money here. Have my money and I'll just take the book. And, you know, literally that was what was happening at that one book fair. So who knows? Maybe I will make that. I will do that time. So what was your experience when you've been? Was it similar or how, how did you find it? Well, actually, it was kind of it was kind of similar because I only had one book. I still only had one book. So, but my cover, I have a, a, a I have a controversial cover because the the young lady on my books looks to be Caucasian, but it's clear that I'm writing about the African American young lady. Yeah. So they're like, "Why do you have a, a Caucasian on the cover of your book?" and the reason that she looks Caucasian is because she's mixed. Her mom is light-skinned, fair-skinned, and her dad was a Caucasian. Hmm. So, you know, that kind of brings intriguement to the book. Like, let me see what this book is about. Uh-huh. You know, so I, I, I've, I've sold a, a, a modest amount of books, you know, and I've given, I think I've given away more books than I've sold, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it you comes know, because, in the territory, I think. Yes, definitely. 
but you know my whole my whole the whole thing that I want to do is get this message out because there are uh, a lot of things that people just don't talk about you know that happens every day in in urban America yeah. you know and the, the the star character of my book she's 12 her name is Trina and she's molested by her mom's boyfriend but in her mind this is not molestation this is love that i'm not getting from no one else, nowhere else but this guy and this guy is a total monster you know so it it's it needs to be conversated about you know it needs to be brought to the forefront and and the voice of these children need to be heard because yes. this this is happening a lot yeah, no, that that sounds, and I think it's sort of one of the plights of you know being a single you know parent because you know sometimes, oh, it's like you know the the job you know is like just the world is just so really messed up these days. I can't even I can't I'm just you know it's just literally just knocked me off completely now. Right. Yeah. You and, know because you know she's the mom. I'm from your book. You know the mom is there thinking yes, this is her boyfriend. A boyfriend, you know, would love her and her child, but then the, the 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 boyfriend is now being, you know, a complete monster, and that's just it's just really sad. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Right. You know, and and it happens. It happens quite often. You know, it, it's coming. It's starting to be acceptable. You know, when there is no one there to see what's going on. You know, the kids are being manipulated to think that this is actually love when. You know, this is statutory rape. Yeah, no, that that's that's just oh. Okay, so remind us again, what is your book called? It's called Cry Baby Cry or Not. It's available on Amazon.com, booksamillion.com, Barnes and Nobles. You can even uh travel through my re- website and get the ebooks. Uh, my mm-hmm. website is uh Royal Roar Publishing Kingdom.com. Right. Well, people, you know, I think that this is a very, it's making me sad, right? Because, you know, I'm a parent and, you know, when I just hear things like that, it just really, it just knocks me off completely. So, you know, please, you know, do support this author and, you know, go check out his book because, you know, he's got a really useful message out there. You know, we've got to, we've got to be able to look out for our, you know, our children, you know, they are the future. And it sort of reminds me a few years ago, I think this was late 2016 when I for my podcast first started and we actually did cover you know um topics about child being abused and you know the different stages of grief and you know how you can help a child you know so when you know um the wonders was talking it sort of just reminded me about that episode so if you just sort of sort out my podcast episodes and just sort of scroll down um, you should be able to find, you know, to be able to find that information. What's your Twitter handle, um, Dewanders? Uh, my Twitter handle is at uh, President Oso. Or, no, it's Royal Roar. Royal Roar is my Twitter handle. You see, now you need to, this is what I've got to have to tell you. You need to get your branding together. Because I yeah. <laughs> yeah. went on Twitter, put it in there, and I was like, where's this man? He's not coming up on Twitter. How can he not be on Twitter, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not too uh, internet savvy. That's why I have my, my young lady, uh, JR Media. Over yes, there but please have this. one with your name, right? So at least people can go and find you, right? Because not right. everyone's going to know what the name of your publishing company is. Not everyone's going to know the name of your books. Like, I'm imagining 
someone's listened to you. They know what your name is. Your name's going to be in the show notes, right? And they copy right. your name and go on Twitter and they I'm just like, literally, you're the first human being that I've searched for and did not find your name. <laughs> and I think your name is quite unique as well because there was literally no other the ones that came up on Twitter. Right, it was remarkable. Right. You have to, you have to forgive me for this one because I'm, I'm, I promise I'm not that savvy on uh, social yeah, media. I'm not having a go. It. it was just, it was just funny. That's that's all I'm honestly not having a go. So take away from this. Go on Twitter and have an account in your name. Give me your handle, and I will include it in the description. I can do that. I'll get in touch with my, my social, uh, young lady. You're after the the podcast. Well, I I would have a social, you know, a young social lady. I need help as well. I do everything myself. It's tiring. It's hard work. I need. Yes, it's eight hour job. It's definitely an eight hour job. And then you have this great podcast. I'm I'm sure that you, and you're a mom too. I know you. You have a hectic schedule over there. I know, and it's funny, right? Because people say to me, "How do you do it? Where do you find all the time?" My tip is I don't get enough sleep, right? And even my daughter, she's four now, four and a bit, and she comes to me, she goes, Mommy, nighttime is for sleeping, daytime is for waking up, right? right. Like yeah. three days ago or something, she had gone to bed. At three o'clock, I think she woke up. She came to me. I was still up. I was still doing stuff. She literally slammed shut my, my laptop. And this is my four-year-old, right? She slammed shut my laptop. Picks holds my hand and starts pulling me away. She was like, yeah, mom, you need to go to bed. So yes, that's sort of how I managed to do it all. Right. Yeah. You have to, learn. You have to be multitasking. Yeah. Definitely. Because when <laughs> Definitely. she's around, you know, she wants attention. She needs me to do stuff with her. And I do try, you know, that's one of the advantages for me of working from home, right? Um, right. You know, it just sort of allows me to do things with her, feed her, clothe her, bath her, you know, just so, and then sometimes go to the park, and especially now that it's, you know, summer is approaching, you know, I, I get the time to do stuff with her. Um, and then, so I then make up for it at nighttime when she's asleep by me not sleeping. So, yes. Right. Um, yeah. But before we, we call it a, 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 an end today, what five tips will you give to anyone listening to the show? What can they take away from you? Well, today I want to just let people know that you not you are not your circumstance. You know, some people are born into situations where they have no control of the things that they're, they're seeing, you know, the things that they're going through. You know, so I just want to let people know that you can change your situation when yeah. you want to change your situation. There, there's, there's nothing stopping you but you. Yeah. So... Uh, that's that would be the main thing that I would want to share with people. Uh, other thing I want to share with the people is I want to let them know that the reason that I do write uh, such graphic and, and gritty material is because I want to reach those people that feel like you know this is it, you know this this is all I have, you know, and I won't be able to get anything else. Yeah. I want to be that example. I want to be that 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 picture that you see that he came from where I, what I, when I'm walking right now, he walked these same concrete, concrete steps, but you know, he's risen to the occasion. He's becoming, trying to better himself, you know? So I want people to understand that I'm from the trenches and I'm trying to guide people away from that, the thing that's holding them back. You know, pretty much, you know, I don't, I don't want to uh, 
seem like I'm an angel because I'm not. You know, I, course, I don't think I, 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 will, I don't think I, I don't think no man is perfect. No, you know, but I, I think that we should try to strive to uh, build instead of tearing down. Yes. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree with you. You know, you've been, it's been quite, um, you know, it was been quite enjoyable. It's been quite inspiring listening to you. And I do, I do like the things that you do and your book sounds amazing as well. Um, and that's why I'm saying, you know, anyone who's got the time, you know, please go listen, you know, go get a copy of, you know, Dewandu's book. Uh, so you said it was Cry Baby Cry or Not. Yes, I get it? Cry Baby Cry or Not. Yes, you know, so please, you know, go get it, you know, even if you're not getting it for yourself, you know, please go get a copy and, you know, share it with someone, you know, who you feel can relate, you know, because obviously the Wanders has a really important message that he's trying to share, you know, with, you know, with his book. Um, and he seems to be, you know, trying his best to do all the, all the right things. So I just think that sometimes we should support people who are going over and you know above themselves to you know to do better to be better and to offer support where you know they feel that support is needed you know and because if we all support each other that's how the world grow you know that's how we progress as human beings and that what makes the world go around i think um but yes you know it's come to that time where i've got to call it a day um if you're new listening oh. to the show oh so did you want to say something no i i just didn't like the one the uh, podcast the end we were having such a good conversation <laughs> You know, I, know. I, I got lost. It was 30 minutes already. You sure it wasn't 15? <laughs> it's been, it's been 30 minutes, right? Apparently, right? And this gives me a big head whenever I say, apparently, my voice is very soothing. Like my voice, right. I think people hear my voice the different way that to how I hear my voice, but you know, that's what people say to me. So yes, maybe yeah. that's why. <laughs> yeah, that is part of it. I'm, I'm over here comfortable. Right. So, well, thank you very much. But anyways, it's come to that time where I have to kick you out, you know. Um, I've got to go and finish my hot chocolate. Um, and, you know, I hope you enjoyed your virtual bold. What did you call it? Bold what? Bold blend. Bold blend. That's it. Um, so there's new vocabulary in my in my cafe. Um, but yes, yeah, so I was saying, you know, if you've not, if you're, this is your first time listening to the show, please do subscribe to it. Um, you know, it's available via all podcast directories, iTunes, Google Play. And if you're on Am, if you've got an Alexa, please, you know, you can say to uh, Alexa, Alexa, please play the Shagila La Salami show. And I'm sure, you know, it will come up. Uh, right. But until next time, it's the Shagila La Salami show. And I'm Shagila La Salami. And, you know, go, go subscribe to my blog as well. Thank you. Bye now.